I told you before I'm tired. Yes, you're very tired. And uh, and I'm not feeling right. All I wish is I'm sorry, that just <laughs> triggered an eighties music memory to me. It was men at work. <laughs> Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, go online to thewatchlistpod.com and make sure you check out our past episodes and engage with us on social media at symbol the watchlist pod. So I'm tired because we adopted a dog. I saw pictures on the and interwebs. She, and, and I have to... It's It's... It, it's going to sound sad, but it's not sad, ultimately. Okay. We adopted a senior dog. She is 14 years old, and her name Aww. is Yobi. And Yobi's owner passed away. Aww. And this is right in our, our sort of neck, of neck of the woods. And on, on, on the Facebook group that covers our neck of the woods, Laura found this out. And we had had a whole bunch of signs point to, you know what, we might be ready to adopt another dog. And when this dog came available, you know, we looked at him like, yeah, let's do this. And luckily, I mean, and when I say luckily, you know, whenever you introduce a new pet into a house where you have an existing pet, it can either be hell or it can actually be awesome. And it's turning out to be awesome, which is that's great. good. That's great. You know, ours isn't necessarily hell, but it's not great. Um, we found a solution between the cat and the dog. There's a right. gate. The cat yeah. stays upstairs. The dog stays downstairs. Yeah. Luckily, we didn't have to do that because we because a lot of shelter animals are, <clears throat> are sometimes food aggressive. Just protecting yeah. their own or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But no, Chewy has been awesome. But I'll tell you what, this poor thing has so many issues. Oh no. So anybody out there listening to our podcast, if you are thinking of adopting a dog, do not forget about senior dogs. Yeah, in, totally. In, yeah, any senior animal. Mm -hmm. Any and well, and even animals that are even a few years old. Mm -hmm. You know, every animal that is in a shelter is only asking to be loved and given a home. And when we heard about this animal's story and and the abuse it actually encountered, oh because, no, yeah. You know, for whatever time this dog has left on this earth, we are going to love her and give her the best home. And Chewie is being an awesome younger, older brother. Great. That's yeah. fabulous. But I'm tired because, you know, that first day or two days, you're worried, like, how are they going to get along? Yeah. And, yeah. You know, every little noise is like, oh, my God, is the new dog, like, getting into shit and, and all that mm. other sort of stuff. But any hoozy. But it's a good story. It's a good tire. Good. That's great. And then I have another story. Oh, if you'll more stories. Me. I mm -hmm. have another story. So do you, you remember Starlog Magazine, right? Oh, yeah, totally. So for those of you who are un, uninitiated, Starlog Magazine was sort of like the Entertainment Weekly back in the day in the 70s uh, and the early 80s. But it was all sci-fi. All of it was sci-fi and fantasy. So shit like the Dark Crystal, Alien, Black Hole, all that Star stuff. Star Trek. Star Trek, Star Wars, the whole bit. Yeah. Well, in that magazine was and uh, was one of those, here, clip, fill this out, clip this, send it in, and 
pay some money and you'll get a thing. And that uh-huh. thing turned out to be a Star Trek Enterprise ring. Mm. And I love that ring. And when it came, it came in this little box. I remember the box vividly. And inside the box, there was this sort of cobalt blue paper that surrounded the actual ring. And I opened it up and there was this beautiful ring inside. And when I say it was beautiful, it was beautiful to me. It is probably like a cheap pewter ring, but I didn't give a shit. No, oh, yeah. And it had this <laughs> Enterprise on it. And, and mm-hmm. I wore that fucker to school once. Oh, no. Oh, that sounds bad. In the winter. And what had happened was, mm. so you know there are nacelles on the back of the ship, the two thingies. Yep, yep. The right, thingies that stick out. The engine thingies. Mm-hmm. Well, they get caught on mittens, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is it like a raised up it was Enterprise raised. or was it like flat down? So it's no, raised it was, up. So yeah, that's going to get caught on shit. Im- imagine like a two inch Enterprise on mm-hmm. top of a ring. Yep. Well, I was showing people at school because I was all about being a geek and I didn't give a fuck. And they were like, oh, that's cool. And it got caught on my mitten. And it was it was if I was watching this in slow mo- in motion, it came off my finger. Oh, I no. was standing above a sewer grate. Of course you were. Of course I was. And it fell on the sewer grate and I watched it fall through the hole. Oh. The first fucking day I wore that thing outside. Oh, man. Now, this was... 40, I I honestly have to say it's like 42, 43 years ago. Damn. But there are some things for all of us, and it doesn't matter if it's a ring or something that you remember, that's something that makes an impression on you. Yeah. Well, you've heard of the Wish app, right? I've heard, I've heard it mentioned, but I have never gone to it. All right. Uh, well, it's in my feed uh, on Instagram. Okay. And every now and then they have geeky stuff that I really like. And you only, you know, they, they say, oh, this is free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. <laughs> and shipping's like $40. No, it's actually only sometimes a buck or two. And Oh, and nice. Okay, then. Cool. Well, I saw an Enterprise ring. Really? And this Enterprise ring, and I'm holding it up right now, um, just okay. so, that you, so that you can see it. It is oh, from... Okay. It is from the Enterprise from the J.J. Abrams reboots. Okay. And it's a little bit flatter, and it's got a stone on the top. Yeah. And it's got is it stone. blue? Yeah, those are blue. Okay. And, it, and it's got stones in the nacelles and a stone where the deflector array nice. is. Nice. Nice. And the, and the stone for the deflector r- array reflects on the bottom of the dish, so it looks like the bottom little thing. Ah, Okay. When I saw this one night, it was my mother talking to me. Oh. Saying, I found you a ring. Oh. So I paid the $5 for this. Because <laughs> I believe the spirit, ring. It was a $5 <laughs> ring. Because nice. I believe truly that the spirit of our loved ones every now and then check in and, and say, hey. Yeah. I got this ring two days ago. And nice. I have not taken off this fucker. <laughs> And I tell nice. you what, it is cheap. <laughs> okay. Because um, you can actually see 
like some of the finishing on the top of the ring bubbling up. There's oh, a line dear. on the ring. Oh no. And then, but if you go to other websites, there is an actual sort of version. So I think I got the knockoff version. Probably. <laughs> but this ring, 42 years later, nice. has come home. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so thank you for indulging me, people. All yeah. right, let's get to it. Let's get to why people listen to us for crying out yeah. loud. All right. So what'd you watch? Um, we're going to start with the Korean drama that I totally was into and in two days watched the entire damn thing. A Korean drama? No way. I know. Go figure. That's so unusual for you. Yeah. 16 episodes, an hour apiece, oh, two shit. days. All I was right, up till like the... one or two o'clock in the morning because I, I just had to see what was going on. That's a little obsessive. It, well, it, this is such a good story. Oh my gosh! What's it called? It's called Save Me. It's on Netflix. It's based on a web comic that I've never heard of, but it, that web comic is called Out of the World. The series itself is from 2017, so it's not new. It's an older one. Okay. And it's about a family, uh, mom, dad, brother, sister. They move from the big city of Seoul out to the country because dad's business has failed. Mm -hmm. And there's a series of tra tragic events that happen to this family. And then they get caught up in this religious cult that's in this small town. As you do. As oh, no, you do. I'm just kidding. As yeah. you do. And, of course, the religious cult is very much like Scientology in that they've got their hands in everything and everybody is corrupt and they're all going to destroy this whole county that this little town is in because everybody's in on it, kind of. Like uh. the, the lead pre preacher guy is paying everybody off or, or whatever. It's very... Oh. Oh my God. And so the girl of the family, the daughter, she is trapped in this cult. She knows what it is. She's not a member. She's like not falling for their shit. And she's vowed to bring them down. Awesome. Over and it 16 is. hours. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and that, well, it, it's so, wow. It's so, in, oh, damn. I just, so, I, I, I don't want to give any of it away because it is so good. And just not knowing what's coming is just like, what? It sounds like that show that was on ABC called Revenge. I never watched that. Uh, um, Emily Van Camp, who actually- I've heard of her, but I never actually watched it. Yeah, well, I never watched it either, but the basic premise is some family did her family wrong, and then she infiltrates that other family like ah. down the road. Nothing like this. To bring them down. <laughs> Okay, nothing like this. She is Oh, well. She is sucked into the cult. Because oh, her 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 dad is totally a believer and she's living with her dad, so she gets sucked in. Oh. Cuz she was underage at the time they came in and now she's like oh, I see. Okay. 19 or something and apparently she can't just walk away. Well, they won't let her walk away. Now, but, here's yeah. here's a question that uh, that probably will be of of interest to our listeners mm -hmm. is that the end of the story at the 16 hours yes that this one season is the whole story of of this thing 
Oh, neat. So you're not left hanging or anything like that. No, this one does not leave you hanging at all. You get it's all wrapped up and you're like, oh, awesome. At the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's wow. And right in the middle there, you're like, fuck, this is all shit. This is going to be bad. This is going to be so bad. Which is why you have to keep going. You're like, oh, this is not good. That's not good. I need to. What's going on? What show yeah. did we watch recently? Where Oof. we did? I can't Oof. even fucking remember. Anyway, and now, now I'm in that whole place of, well, now that's over with. What do I do now? And nothing is as good as this. So nothing is. Nothing's working. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take me a while. It's gonna take me a while right. before I get to the next good one. But yeah. Well, at least you found a good one. We we found a really boring one. Oh no. What did you find? So there is a TV series called Shadow and Bone. I saw this pop up on my Netflix this morning and I was about to start watching it, but nothing is as good as Save Me, so I turned it off after like maybe five minutes. I think <laughs> yes. you mentioned that. <laughs> did I mention that? Oh, you yeah. might have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, Shadow and Bone is brand fucking new. It it actually debuted um, a couple of days ago as of the recording of this okay. uh, podcast. So it so it premiered on April the twenty third, and it is a uh, it's based on the Lee Bardugo novels, the trilogy of novels, and it's and it's a it's a it's sort of a cross between Game of Thrones and The Witcher and just insert whatever kind of sci-fi fantasy shit there is. But the difference is Laura has read all three books. Absolutely loved them. Oh, I've never heard of these books. Well, she is the avid reader. I am mm-hmm. I am jealous of her because I have the brain power of a fucking flea. That's what and, I have now. Yeah. And I do not have the patience for anything like that. So she is the smart one. Um, But she has read all of these. Hmm. And she said, oh, yeah. Oh, Shadow and Bone. I love those books. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. I was so bored. I fell asleep in the first episode. And she's like, wake your ass up. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then it started to get good toward the end of the episode. So we gave it a second episode right away. Okay. We invested two hours in this fucker, and she's like, turn it off. They're not doing these books any service whatsoever. Oh, that's depressing. And But that's coming from somebody who read the book. Right, yeah. Somebody who's watching the show brand new like me, I was Mm -hmm. bored out of my mind because I've seen these fucking stories before. Oh, and okay. and you know what? There are there are there are moments where it's actually kind of gripping and kind of good. Okay. Um, basically, what happens is there are two types of people in the world. There are or soldiers in the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there are those who are endowed with the powers of the elements, like earth, air, fire, and water, and mm-hmm. can command them. And then there are basically the other members of the the army or whatever who don't have powers at all and just kind of back them up. Okay. Well, all of a sudden, a few years ago or whenever the fuck it happened, I was bored. I didn't care. This chasm appeared. Mm. And this chasm is nothing but darkness. It is a dark, cloudy abyss, but it separates two land masses. 
Now it's established that you can't go around those. You can't go around this abyss because there are people who want to kill you to the north. There are people who want to kill you. You know, if you go around it, you're gonna die. So the only way is through. Mm-hmm. But going through is certain death, anyhow. So and and bloody blee and people want, it, but you have to get there because that's where your supplies come from. The other you know, side of the abyss. The other side of the abyss. Gotcha. They've got supplies and yada, yada, yada. It, it's mm-hmm. just, it's boring. And I didn't want to be bored because I right. like sci-fi yeah. and, and stuff like that. The scene that was kind of gripping was when you're actually in the abyssy kind of thing and you see what's attacking all the all these people. It, it almost reminded me of the Kessel Run in Solo, the movie. Okay. But a lot more horrific and bloody. <laughs> okay. But honestly, if Laura is saying, turn it off, and she's read the books, and I'm saying, turn it off, it's boring, you can probably find other stuff to watch. All right. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. It continues the trend of Asian leads in shows. Okay, good. And um, the lead actress in it is half Chinese. Mm. And her name is Jessie May Lee. Mm. And she holds her own, man. I mean, it's it's great. So it, it, it's great. I just wish there were a better better vehicle. Mm. So any whoosie, if, if you have a hankering to watch something sci-fi, Eh, I suppose you could do worse. But if there were a competition between this and The Witcher Season 2, which hopefully will come sometime very, very soon, wait for The Witcher. Yeah, I I would definitely wait for The Witcher anyway. (laughs) All right. So what else you got? Uh, The next one I've got is the new series on HBO from Joss Whedon called The Nevers. I was going to start that. And then I got all distracted with crap. Yeah, it's two episodes so far have been are out, have been released. This is a once a week thing. Uh And it is about, well, it is described as an epic science fiction drama about a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a mission that might change the world. That was Buffy the Vampire Slayer you just well, yeah. described. But that description sounds far more epic and interesting than what I actually <laughs> watched out of those two hours. No shit, really? No shit. I had to watch Aww. the first episode twice because I felt like I missed something. But I didn't miss a damn thing. It just is really bad and it's boring. And I don't give a shit about any of these white girls with these powers. Is is it all white girls? There are a couple of people of color. But I, I don't think I saw this one girl until this. I don't think she was in the first episode. I think she didn't show up till the second one. Because there is an actress who I, I think is African-American who is all over the promos. Yeah, there's uh, Rochelle Neal is in it. And she plays someone named Yvonne that uh, 
Yeah, she doesn't show up until episode two, I guess, which I kind of saw her, but I don't really know what roles, like what her role is in all of this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how well they they established her. And then there's another girl who, um, Kieran Sonia Sawar, uh, she's in it and she plays Harriet. And again, I'm not entirely sure who she is. I don't re- recognize her from seeing her in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But the main people you see, all white. Like our main hero is a white girl. Her best friend is a white girl. The woman who owns the orphanage where these girls go is a white woman who was in other Joss Whedon things, Olivia Williams. Okay. She was in Dollhouse. Ah, all right. All right. And then there's the big tall girl who's giant. She's white girl. There's this girl who speaks a bajillion languages all in the same sentence. White girl. Now, is this show developed by Joss Whedon or did he, what, what does he do with the show? Uh, he is a director. It is produced by Mutant Enemy Productions, his production company. Um, sure. He created right. it. He is the creator. Ah, of so show. creator, writer, director, all that. Well, writing for white people is part of what's gotten him in the trouble lately, isn't it? Well, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like Ray. But- F- and for those people who don't know, look up the story of Ray Fisher and the time that he had actually when Joss Whedon took over the production of the theatrical release of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, and then all of the other situations that came about about how Whedon, and I have to say this, allegedly treated people on his sets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah, I'm just um, bored out of my mind with this show. It, it, I don't know. I don't care what's going on. Wow. So apparently these people, some big event gave the, a random group of people these sp- special powers, mutant powers. Mm. Some aren't really helpful powers. Like you're a giant tall, big fucking deal. You're a little girl and you're giant tall now. Um, and the other people who weren't given these powers hate you and think you're a criminal in general and just want to kill you. It just, and that's it. it. it just, that's the whole premise is women with magical powers are hunted down. Uh, I mean, putting aside all of Joss Whedon's issues and being a fuckhead, this sounds just like the same shit that he always writes, though. No it wonder. does tend, doesn't it? Yeah. Because when you described it, I mean, I wasn't trying to make a joke, yeah, but, but it legitimately it sounded like Buffy. It is, except there's more than one girl, and this is Victorian London. Right. So the Big, last season of bleh, Buffy, boring. when they found all the Slayers and activated all the Slayers yes, exactly. to fight the big battle at the end. Mm-hmm. So... Well, see, look, you saved me from something. I saved you from something yeah. this week. Yeah, this is meh, yawn, whatever, boring. I'm over it. Ah, and sidebar, mm-hmm. which we should actually get into later, but I checked out um, 
the first five minutes of Mortal Kombat on HBO Max because you yeah, asked me to. Yeah, yeah. And um, it played fine. Sam had the Sam had played fine too. She plays it through her Roku. I'm not sure why mine is weirdly distorted and stretched. No matter what I do. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it played fine for me. As a matter of fact, and I've said this before when I talked about Mortal Kombat, it actually looks way better on my TV. Oh, just yeah? Just because the screen was washed out when I saw it. There are other apps. There's a, a an app that you could get Korean dramas on called Vicky that does not come through my TV. I know, I know. It's funny. So I'm oh, considering hooking up the Fire Stick, and then I might hook up does fight does Amazon work play with HBO Max yet? Uh Amazon as in um like the Fire Stick. You... I think when HBO Max first came oh, out, it wouldn't work oh. on a Fire Stick. I honestly don't know because my world okay. revolves around Roku. Roku. Well, eh, whatever. I'll figure it out. And if if it, right. it does work with the fire now, I'll see if that fixes it. All right. But it's just annoying to watch a movie that you know shouldn't look like that. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it almost looks like like old like kung fu movies compressed yeah, on, on, on your TV. On your old tube TV, yes. That's on your exactly old, what it looks like. TV. And yeah. it's annoying as fuck. And I just I I can't watch it. I just can't. Oh, that sucks. Because I know I could get better. Well, noodling around HBO Max mm -hmm. because I was I was trying to remember what the Nevers was. Ah, okay. And I'm glad that I actually stumbled across something else instead of that now. Mm -hmm. And it's called Southside. It's Southside. And it's a comedy and it's and it's a it's a slightly older comedy. Uh it's from it debuted on Comedy Central in July of 2019 for its first season and then the series was renewed for a 10 episode second season where it's going to be moved to HBO Max. Mm -hmm. And and I checked it out first of all because I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. And uh the series creators Bashir Salahuddin and Diallo Riddle uh actually film and set this show in Inglewood in the in the Inglewood neighborhood of Chicago. And when it started out, I honestly thought I was I was looking at like a half hour drama series mm -hmm. because it takes place in the hood. And, you know, and you're following these two guys who work for a rent to own um, company. And then it turns funny. And I'm watching this going, you know, this is fucking amusing. Mm -hmm. It's really amusing. And, and Laura was not getting a lot of the humor to it, but I was. And uh, as a lot of comedy happens, and it reminded me a lot of Black Lady Sketch Show, mm -hmm. which actually I'm so excited now has a second season on it HBO. It does. Max. I'm very excited, too. Oh, I got to start binging that. But anyway, um, but it reminded me of that, except instead of a sketch show, there is a continuing plot, but mm -hmm. it's a comedy series, and I gotta say, it's appealing to me. It was really good, but I, yeah, I watched several episodes, and it was a lot of fun, and I really liked it. Yeah. So I, I you know, what started out like, well, what the fuck is this? Turned out to be really, really good. So I'm gonna, really I'm funny. gonna keep watching. I'm gonna keep Edit. watching it. 
I would too. Uh, I, I need to watch more of it because I watched a little bit of it and I couldn't remember where I found it at. And mm. now that I know it's on HBO, I can find it. All right. What what other thing did you watch? The last week? thing I have is the Oscar nominated the United States versus Billy Holiday. Ooh. That Pray is tell. that is on Hulu. You could watch it on Hulu. And it is the story of Billy Holiday and how the US government was after her. Yeah. And mainly the this this movie makes it seem like mainly they're after her so that she stops singing the song Strange Fruit. But you can't stop somebody from singing from singing a song. So they go after they are able to go after her based on her drug addiction because that's about when the actual war on drugs began. Why why Strange Fruit? Have you heard the song Strange Fruit? Oh yes. Now that you mention it, oh yeah, oh my god, that song is explicit as fuck. It's <laughs> it's for those who don't know, it's essentially a poem about lynching. Mm. That's what Strange Fruit is about. Yeah. And it, it is. It's based yeah. on it originated as a poem written by a Jewish American writer um, under his pseudonym, and it is a protest against lynchings. And yes. Billy Holiday made it popular when it, she recorded it. Yes. So, and I'm just looking this up. Southern trees bear a strange fruit, blood on the leaves and blood at the root, black bodies swinging in the southern breeze, strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant south, the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth, scent of magnolias sweet and fresh, then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's explicit. Mm-hmm. It is, it is yeah. not like a hidden message by any means. Not at all. Not nope. at all. Nope. And then the song ends, here is a fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather, for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the tree to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop. A protest song, if I ever read one, yes. and, and 1939. Mm -hmm. Many yeah. people claim that that song was the beginning of the whole uh, movement of uh, equal rights and all that. Jesus. And yeah, and so it's the racist fucking FBI dicks after her under the guise of war on drugs because she was an addict. And yep. yeah, and that's essentially wow. her life and they they there's an f they most of it is, i guess most of it is pretty pretty along the lines of what really happened there's some details that were changed like there's a character uh, a, a black junior fbi agent named jimmy fletcher mm. he existed and he did um work against billy holiday to get her arrested when she went to prison but the movie show, makes it more like after that, he has a relationship with her and he testifies and, and says that 
she was set up for the second time they tried to bust her, that it was a setup, which none of that actually happened. Like his oh, role, his relationship with her didn't really happen. Uh, he did well. apologize to her for what he had done, but that's, that's about it. Well, and that sounds like the character in Jesus in um, Jesus and the Black Messiah. Well, that guy did exist, though, and and he did exist, and and oh that my god, was anyway. his story. This uh, guy, he was an FBI agent, yeah, and I guess the the FBI did try to get, and that's my point. Yeah, just tried to get black people to infiltrate black groups and yes. black people and he did yeah. do that there was an fbi agent that did do that but he did not have a romantic sexual relationship with billy holiday it's, yeah, well. it's essentially where they they changed things up a bit that's artistic license yes yes but andra day who is nominated for a best actress award for this role she Holy shit, she sounds yeah. so much like fucking Millie Holiday. Holy really? crap. And oh that's my her God. singing. Everything you see and hear in the movie is 100% her singing. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I and and I'm so glad that you have been paying attention to the Oscar movies. I'm trying to. I f- figured we should. <laughs> well, and and you're absolutely right, but this year and I don't know what it is, but I I hate to say this, but I'm I'm just gonna tell you in private with all of our like listeners, I haven't cared. Oh. And I don't and I don't know why. That's usually my feeling is I don't give a shit. Um but there's a and few I, that I've because I don't have to go to the movie theater, I can actually get them that I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm interested in this. I'll give it a try. Yeah, and I and I don't know why. Uh, the Oscars used to be my holiday. Mm-hmm. It absolutely, no pun intended, it used to be <laughs> my absolute holiday every single year. I would collect promo items from Iltis all the time mm-hmm. and save them up for the Oscar party. And, ah, yes, and I remember that. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I used to have banging bags at my Oscar party. I remember <laughs> I legitimately remember that each goodie bag at the biggest Oscar party I ever threw had a value of over one hundred dollars. Nice. Go I you. had DVDs. I had DVDs in there. I had T-shirts in there. I had CDs in there. Hmm. Thank you, nineties. You know, I had, <laughs> and and just lately, and I and I don't know if it's because of COVID and. There's just so much other content that you and I, especially doing this podcast, have, have absorbed. Oh, God, yeah. That I have just put, st- uh, I don't want to use this phrase, but standard movies aside mm-hmm. and given more of a chance for you know episodic TV or episodic streaming shows or other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I looked at Laura today and I said, the Oscars are Sunday. She said, really? Like, yeah, I even forgot. Yeah, well, after we recorded our last show, I was like, oh, the Oscars are coming up. Maybe we should have done an Oscars show. Yeah, <laughs> right? Oops. Oops, drop Oops. that ball. Yeah, so um, the Oscars were yesterday, and we're recording Saturday, which means, yeah, so when this is out, it's yesterday, and whatever. 
and and it's timey wimey and yeah, roly poly okay. and and yeah. Andrew Day is Billie Holiday. She sings amazingly, sounds just like her, and even when she's talking, I get the that Billie Holiday esque feeling off of her, and awesome. she is amazing. That's awesome. She does an amazing, amazing job in this. Well. I guess I well now I'm I'm sort of compelled to watch the Oscars. And like you said, as of when this show actually debuts, the Oscars will be over. Yep. So I am going to say I've already watched the Oscars. I don't know how And that guy won and that lady won and then that movie won and it was amazing. And I will bet you almost anything that the song from Soul actually or Soul wins best animated picture. Yeah. Um but I'm glad that you talked about that because I have to, have you seen the end of Falcon and winter soldier? I did finally watch it. Yes. I cried Mm. and I'm going to give a spoiler alert. Mm. So five, four, three, two, one. When Falcon puts on his captain America suit and he swings in, I'm like, holy shit, this is this is happening right now. And at the very end, the last title card reads Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And I I'm bawling Mm -hmm. because the show does a very good job of saying that. And and it's a it's a parable for all the the experimentation that the government did on black soldiers and, and the Tuskegee experiment and so forth. Well, in this fictitious universe, there was a black Captain America. So before Steve Rogers was made, there was a black super soldier and they, they suppressed him and all that sort of stuff. And, and it, and it was bad. And he says at one point in this series, there will never be a black Captain America. And so Sam has this crisis of conscience of why can't there be or shouldn't there be and all of this and when he swoops in in that final episode it is a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. and i and i and when the title card just slowly rolls off and he's and he is the show establishes him as captain america Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I just was crying because it was beautiful. It was awesome. I loved it. It was awesome. And it makes me and, wonder, is there going to be a second season or is this like like the WandaVision where it's an in-between and now they're going to run with the next stuff that this show talked about? Well, I was reading that there is going to be a Captain America 4. Okay. Because you already had Captain America, the first Avenger, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War. So this would be the fourth one, which means Sam is Captain America. In okay. It. So there's going to be. So this is establishing him, Captain America. And now they're going to do the movie and move forward. Yes. Okay. If it, When you talk about Billie Holiday and how she was suppressed by the government, mm-hmm. and then you see even fictitiously, a black man pick up the mantle of the most patriotic fucker in comic books. It it is a moving moment. Oh, totally. Yes. And and it was it was just beautiful to me. So I'm I'm glad you you brought that up because it reminded me to talk about that. Cool. Um, 
that is all I got That's this week. All my stuff. But we got news. News. Thanks again to David. Hey, David. Shout out to David. David, our reporter. David, <laughs> is that he's a mild-mannered uh, cub reporter until he puts on his super suit and then he becomes Super David. Exactly. I don't even know. So, David, just reach out and tell us what your fucking superpower would be because I think that would be awesome. All right. So uh, the first story that he provided was that Sony and Disney have finally come to a truce and the Spider-Man films are coming to Disney Plus and Hulu. Oh, that's a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. It's a it's a huge deal. And without getting into all the the Michigas of everything, Sony owns Spider Man. Disney borrowed Spider Man for the Avengers movies, and now they've actually cut a deal. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um. Then, uh, it looks like Amelia Clark is joining Samuel L. Jackson, Olivia Coleman, and Ben Mendelsohn in Marvel's Secret Invasion series. Oh, Amelia Clark. Nice. Yes. Well, and all of that was set up in um, in Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and uh, the Skrulls and the Kree who were at war. Well, Ben Mendelsohn played one of the Skrulls and they actually turn out to be the good guys and they can shapeshift and all that other sort of shit. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a decent show. Yes. For those who don't know who Amelia Clark is or hear the name and go like, who the hell's that? I know that name. She's Khaleesi, Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Yarp. Moving on. Um. <laughs> It also looks like Ryan Johnson says he wants to direct an episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. Should I know who he is? Yes, he's the guy who fucked up Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, oh. So, J.J. Abrams directed Star Wars, like, The Force Awakens, right? And then they hired Ryan Johnson, and he did a 90-degree turn and took Star Wars in a weird-ass direction. Hmm. Now, at the time, I kind of liked the movie and gave it props for going in a different direction. But time has settled me on the side of they they just really all Star Wars movies, with the exception of Rogue One and uh, The Mandalorian, have really fallen short in trying to recapture that Star Wars thing. And The Last Jedi is very famous for finally introducing the the concept of running out of fuel. They've never talked about running out of fuel. So fuck you, Ryan Johnson. But he's I think he's trying to make good with the Star Wars universe. So I kind of hope that doesn't happen. Um, Then the last thing. There is a trailer out now for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. From Marvel. Okay. Yes. And again, keeping with the tradition of having a uh, an Asian lead, first Asian lead in a Marvel superhero film, too. Well, shit, about damn time. Uh, right? Oh. Uh, yes. Oh, and um, Ezra Miller's The Flash has gone into production as well. Oh. 
Okay. So let's hope they they take what corrections Zack Snyder's beautiful Justice League did and kind of build on that. But that's all the news I got. And the Oscars are yesterday. Yeah, and things <laughs> won. And that guy and, and that chick stuff. and that movie and then that documentary won. And wow. And then what he was wearing, oh my God, oh. I don't know how he got away For with For once, that. a guy is wearing something that means, that's like, whoa. Usually it's all about the girls and their gowns and the guys. There's another guy in a suit. Big deal. And the host. Wow. Oh, yeah. They did such a great job. Thank you for listening to our extemporaneous explanation (laughs) of stuff we haven't seen yet. We hope we're right at least about 47% of that. Anyway. I don't even know who's hosting. I I don't care. I I don't care. care. So log on to thewatchlistpod.com or engage us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. Do you still care about the Oscars and other award shows? And that includes the Tonys and the Emmys and and all of that. Do you still care who wins a People's Choice Award or a Golden Globe and all of that other sort of stuff? Hit us up. Let us know what you think. And uh, I would love to know what people think about that. We've got two comments on Instagram over the week of people who have voted on Twizzlers. And they are correct. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Twizzlers wins as the best movie candy. There were zero votes for Red Vines. So two out of two people say that Twizzlers are the shit. Exactly. And 100% of those two people make Twizzlers the, the hands winner. down winner. Well, we are the other two of that 100% who both also agree Twizzlers are better than Red Vines. They, they really are. They are. They really are. They are superior. Uh, they are. I went to, oh, yeah, so next show I have another movie to talk about that, oh. that has yet to open. Mm. Uh, and I will even say what it is now. It's the new Jason Statham movie, Wrath of Man. Mm, okay. Mm. Yeah. That's a tease. And well, you're such a tease. I am a tease. So tune in to our next episode where I review Jason Statham's new movie, Wrath of Man. Coming soon to a hopefully not infected theater near you. (laughs) Is that bad? Wow, that sounded harsh. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway. So thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) That's a really (laughs) ham-handed ending. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Well, I did go to school for this with you. Yeah, Uh, we both did, yeah. Oh, my God. How do I... Fuck. I don't even... I don't even know what to say, except thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, Adopt, don't shop. Please embrace, embrace whatever movies you want to. And seriously, let us know what you're watching keep us posted we are always looking for great ideas and hopefully you don't watch crap because we take those bullets for you indeed the nevers shadow and bone stay away yes yeah that sucks but yes 
And now I get to binge Black Lady Sketch Show Season 2. So I'm very happy about that. All right. Everybody take care. Still mask up. Get your shot. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.